0: previously on The Tony Kornheiser Show.
1: It was sort of not the best part. It was between Santa
2: Barbara and uh, and, and Well, I guess you. Pasadena. I guess
3: you don't really <laughs> have to. You don't have to take her to USC. You just have to write a check to somebody, and you, <laughs> the kid gets into USC. That's yeah, I, how know, that was. I know. A six hour I know.
1: Six-hour fly. I just you know. So looking forward to things east of the Mississippi, but we we'll
3: Yeah.
4: So did you go to Binghamton before or after that trip to California? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get, yeah, exactly. get her into
5: Binghamton for five bucks.
0: Tony Kornheiser Show is on now.
3: So sometimes you search for an open. You What are you going to talk about? I'm prepared to talk about, I didn't watch the Dodgers Giants, but I watched the highlights this morning, and Max Scherzer's a warrior god, and I'm prepared to talk about him coming in in relief and how it seems clear to me that both he and Trey Turner will sign there and stay there, and God bless them both. Get the
1: bus
6: ready.
3: I can talk about... Um, Tom Brady. I watched the first two times he had the boys, went down the field as if there was nobody <laughs> trying to oppose him. I can do that, and I'm ready to do those things. And then Phil the Show Killer is on the phone with Nigel, and Nigel says, so you're going to miss Monday and Wednesday next week? And I'm just sort of listening, and Phil says, yeah. And he says, I'm in a poker tournament. And I go, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> what? I said, is it your own money or someone else's money? Do you want to explain what you're doing?
5: Um, Sure. I'm, I'm- Went out two days to play in the
3: poker. Um, Your phone been, is terrible. Your phone is terrible. Um,
2: well, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, is this any better?
3: No, go ahead. Say it again. What you're gonna do? No. Now we've lost. Now we've completely. lost them completely. He's going to Las Vegas. Yes, he he's, had to, he had told me earlier. He's a
4: poker player, and he's going to the World Series of Poker, not the the upper echelon, like you know, hundred thousand dollar buy in or whatever it is. Um, but he's, don't you have to be invited to
3: that? Can anybody partake in that, or don't you have to be a poker player of some consequence? Like when they have these big bridge tournaments. You have to submit how many points, master's points, you've won over X amount of years in order to play in a big bridge tournament. Is Phil, are you there yet? Ugh, we just lost. Just so awful. Lovely. Yes. Right. Um, are, I, are you, might waste. you, are you back? To you?
4: No, it sounds like you're underwater. Sean, what's
3: happening with Phil's phone?
4: <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Phil, you want to, uh, d- d- if I text you another number, can you mm-hmm. call it? Oh. And there we just lost him. Hold on, let me Phil let just me try it back.
3: Went under the ground. So you so, mean to tell me you didn't plan all this? No, I didn't plan all this.
4: I believe <laughs> that you that anyone, I think they just want your money. So I think anyone, I think there's different levels of
3: buy-ins. So there's a guy I know and he plays at Columbia. I'm not going to give his full name cuz he might not, although he's played in these tournaments publicly and been on television playing in it, but I'm just going to for the sake of friendship, I'm going to leave his name out. But he's he's got a job in Washington Um, working for uh, the artists in music who write and play songs. Okay, Okay, that's his job. He's played in the big one. He's a major poker player. Like, the, the major money poker player. I will tell you that I am... My personality would never allow me to do that. I am not. I am risk averse. <laughs> right. I mean, yes. I couldn't do something like that. Fold. And he's a regular. I mean, when we play, he's, he's a good player. He's a regular guy. And then he's got. And he's got the real job. And the job is consequential. And he plays in these games. And I'm sort of awed by that. Sure. I'm sort of awed. Sean, did we get Phil back? Uh, I believe we did. Phil, you there? Phil, are you there? Can you hear me? Uh, Yes, okay. Now explain the situation that you're going to Las Vegas and this is your own money? No, oh, your phone stinks. <laughs> I mean, now you've killed the show again.
0: <laughs> Your phone
3: stinks. Something's never changed. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Phil's going with his own money. With his own money to He's play in a gonna poker play tournament. He's going to play in a big poker tournament in Las World Vegas. World
4: Series of Poker.
3: Yes. And, and it's possible he will make a lot of money, but more probable he will lose all his money. <laughs> he will lose everything. He will come back in a... In a a barrel. Yes. Naked. Yeah, he'll you know, yeah. lose everything. I'm with you. He should lose this phone. This <laughs> yeah. phone stinks. If he
4: wins, buy a new phone. Do not buy the Bob Ryan phone. Yeah, please buy a new phone. Anyway,
1: what do you make of that? Are you, could you play? Po- no, I can't play cards at all. I couldn't do it. No. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid. But you get, you get nervous anything upwards of a $5 NASA in golf, which I do. is a game you play every week. You I don't,
3: yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy gambling. I don't yeah. enjoy it. If I've, you don't enjoy it, there's no point in doing it. Yeah, the few, I've said this a lot of times. I don't care about winning money, and I hate losing money. hate losing it,
4: yes. And the few times I've, I've gone to Vegas to play blackjack, I might as well just give the dealer all the money I have right up front and just save all the time. I'm just not very good at any I've of sat
3: in Atlantic City in my life, and I've played blackjack. And everyone gets annoyed at me because if you sit to my left or yep. whatever, whatever side it is that gets the next card, right, they're like, I, I'm screwing hit. up the <laughs> deck. I'm screwing up the deck. So I have to sit at the end. The only way I'm allowed to play is if I sit at the end. And then it takes me a long time, even though I'm good at counting, to try to figure the thing out. I just, I don't. There's yeah. no point. Yeah. There's and no point for me. It's not enjoyable.
1: But you have, you have the healthy attitude where you could sit down at a blackjack table saying, tonight's activities, I'm going to play blackjack for Until an hour, hour and a half, and I'm going to play with this amount of money, Yeah. and, and that's sort over. of the activity.
3: Yeah. I actually enjoy, and this is the stupidest thing in the world, I enjoy slot machines. Okay, sure. Even though it is completely rigged against you. Right. I enjoy slot machines because nobody's yelling at me. You get
1: the styrofoam cup. I can
3: put in a nickel or a quarter in the, in the sure. old days. Get I don't know what hat. you can do
1: now. Now, are you okay with it when it's the push button versus the, the pull down? No, bar? I like to pull it. Yeah, I like, the lever. I like to pull
3: the hammer down, as yeah. we say. I don't
1: want to push the button. One no, that's bandit. no fun for me. Yeah. No
3: fun for me at all. Now and, was, and it's not even, to be honest with you, I am just in a casino and my friends from high school. We used to go to Atlantic City and play golf. And they knew that I just didn't want to be there, but they wanted me there because I was doing PTI, so I drew a crowd. <laughs> like people would want to come see. Get them to a I good just, table. You know, I didn't enjoy it. And then I would say stuff like, all right, you know, pretend you have my $200, or I'd give them $200. They'd just tell me what happened in the morning. <laughs> I just because it was, I don't know, no fun. Yeah. And then there's Jeff Ma who can't play blackjack <laughs> anywhere right. on the planet, right? That's right. Right. He's not allowed to because he beat the system in such a biblical way that he's not. That seems unfair. I don't want to get into it with Jeff Ma later, but it seems unfair to me. If you're good, yeah. how can they just bar you yeah. if you're good at it? Read the fine print. You know, yeah. I guess they can do whatever they want. Yeah, the house wins. Yeah. Well, why don't they just put William H. Macy next to him at a table <laughs> the and see what happens? <laughs> See what happens. Such a All right, let me get back to this. Warrior God Max Scherzer saved the game, though honestly, on the third out, it just it yeah. really Did looked look like it. a check swing. It didn't look like the guy even went a quarter of the way around. Yeah, but it's in San Francisco, and the home team didn't get the call. Yeah. And Scherzer saved the game and was deliriously happy and pulled his J.R. Smith move, where he immediately takes off his shirt. <laughs> That's, you know, I
1: mean, do you remember from the wild card
3: game? Immediately, he's, he's sitting there going, drunk.
1: I can't talk right now. I'm drunk.
3: Yeah, he's got drunk. <laughs> so, you know, I can't root against him. No. I root for him.
1: Yeah. Now, but, but back to the back to the uh, the call against. you look at it? There, there's there's so many different ways that people try and bring the hands back, do the exaggerated pullback of, of the barrel to try and to try and sway that call. You just don't see it as the final call of a pl- deciding playoff game, where one of the most important voices in baseball says, "Given the history of this rivalry, this is the most important game." They've Vince Scully said yeah.
3: that. Vince Scully said that. He knows. Yeah. He's so so I am sorry that that was a five-game series and not a seven-game series. I'm not sorry in the sense I apologize. I'm sorry that this happened. I'm sorry that one of these teams went home, the Giants. I'm sorry they don't play each other in the World Series, and I know that's not allowed. (laughs) I'm sorry they don't do that. And I will point out that there were three teams that won 100 or more games this year, and two of them, Tampa and the Giants, are out. And only the Dodgers remain. And now the Dodgers have to go to Atlanta Atlanta, which won 88 games. (laughs) The Dodgers, which won... Or who won 106 games? That's a difference of almost 20 wins. And Atlanta gets home field. Michael, you're exercised about this.
1: I, I wouldn't say exercise. You just say like I get for the divisional round, which is called the divisional round of the playoffs. You give that premium to someone who won their division. At this point, though, now you are looking whether it was this a whether it was a wild card winner, whether it was the divisional, whether, you know, whatever comf- conference you're coming from or division you're coming from. I think you should just give it to the better, you know, the the better record here, just for that weird. Sweat as to what you're always coming back to with what the first two games could mean. Well, let me just say this. you taking it
3: next level gen stats or whatever they call those things now. If you are tired, if your pitching staff is depleted, if you are in a position of then going immediately to a championship series, a seven-game championship series, it's better to open on the road. Because if you lose two... The confidence level going home is as strong as it ever would be while you get your pitching staff rearranged. So, in that sense, the Dodgers have it
1: best by opening in Atlanta, don't you think? That's a great point, and it's a, it's a great oh. reminder to their fan base, who seems to host these games every single year. It's just more the, the reward and then the optics of having, say, I don't know, whatever the, the full capacity of Truist, as they're going through all their chants and, and sort of the the, the, the That's a bad around. look. It's not a good look. That's but a bad look, yeah. the chop. You know, you know, it's yeah, a it's not a bad look
3: that yeah. these days. The core is like chop has No, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel as bad when Florida State it, does it. Right. You know, because I think they've been the Florida State Seminoles forever, and that is an well that is a tribe from Florida. And they have, but they the have Braves. It, it's 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 yeah, in Florida Florida. It feels State, more th- demeaning to me.
4: Florida State and the Seminoles there's some sort of form of agreement. They have an place. agreement. Yes, there is.
3: Yeah. Yeah. and was no a, agreement with Braves. Nope. There's no such thing. There is not. Yeah. It's, you know. Anyway, one other thing. Again, I guess I mentioned this. Wilbon and others talk about who's the MVP leading candidate right now in the uh, NFL. And a lot of people are convinced it's Lamar Jackson. And I, I know. Lamar Jackson's been great. Well, last game, he was really great. Fourth quarter in overtime. Out of his mind, how great he was. Yeah. The GOAT. The old goat is six, played six games. He's got 17 touchdown passes and two interceptions. He's averaging about 340 yards a game through the air, and he can't move, can't move. How could he not be a candidate for MVP? How could Brady, who just went right down, first two times he got the ball, just went right down the field. And not only did he go right down the field, and this is an important concept, he spreads the ball around. Godwin gets the ball. Evans gets the ball. Howard gets the ball. Yep. Antonio Brown gets the ball. Fournette gets the ball. Everybody's happy. Everybody eats from the same table. <laughs> Tom Brady does that.
4: Fantastic. He Did, is 44. Do you think he enjoys having numerous talks to throw to Oh throw boy. like, <laughs> oh boy. Like, oh, what do I want? Who do I want to throw to you this time? Oh boy.
3: Yeah. I will take a break. We'll come back. Jason Luckin, four of CBS Sports, joins us when we return. I am Tony Kornheiser.
0: This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Tony Kornheiser Show.
3: This is the Air Doctor ad. There's a lot of copy here. I'm going to get rid of some of the copy by saying, <laughs> I got the Air Doctor. Yes. It's in my kitchen. You set it up yourself. No, you set it up. Oh, I did not set it up. You I did. I plugged it in. wasn't <laughs> that hard. It I plugged setup. it in. There you go. You're an engineer Most now. of the time, it has blue. The circle is blue, which means all the air is calm and being filtered in the way that it should be filtered. But sometimes when you cook indoors... And the smells and the stuff gets in the air, it goes to orange and then goes to red. Code code red. And then calms itself down (laughs) all the way to blue because it knows what it's doing. That's why you have it, because it knows what it's doing. It filters the air in your house. I don't have to read most of this stuff. (laughs) That's why you got to check out Air Doctor. I'll say this. Air Doctor makes professional quality air purifiers that remove both particles and toxic gases. Air Doctor uses medical grade ultra HEPA. Maybe that's pronounced HEPA, filters that have been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested bacteria and virus, critical word, plus virtually everything else, including pollen, dust, and smoke. The air doctor captures 100% of particles at .003 microns in size. That's 100 times more effective than ordinary HEPA purifiers. Got a big heap of that. (laughs) Air Doctor makes powerful purifiers to fit every room in your home, from bedrooms and home offices to open concept and great rooms. It's a great room, my kitchen. That's (laughs) That's how I look at it. (laughs) Americans spend 90% of our time indoors, and according to the EPA, indoor air can actually be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. No need to worry about noise. Air Doctor uses their exclusive professional whisper jet fans that are 30% quieter than the fans found in ordinary air purifiers. That means you can run Air Doctor at the highest speeds while still enjoying a peaceful home environment. It really takes the guesswork out of clean air. I have this. I like this. Air Doctor comes with a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund. Just go to airdoctorpro.com. Use the promo code Tony, and you'll receive up to $300 off. That's right, up to $300 off, but only if you go to AIR. D O C T O R P R O. Air doctorpro.com and use the promo code Tony. Use code, people. This
0: is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Take me back in to 1984.
3: Smoking in the this is Hot Pink Hangover. Davy Hazard, a guitarist, writes Hot Pink Hangover, just released a brand new song called 1984. It's the first single off the upcoming album entitled Beautiful Freaks. You can check out the music video for this song on Hot Pink Hangover's YouTube channel and hear them play it live at the Farewell Show at the Phoenix Theater in Minneapolis on October 22nd. Hope you're all doing well in Skull Vikings. I love Hot Pink Hangover. I'm sorry they're breaking up. It's a really sad day. I'm sorry they're breaking up. Love these blogs. They play in Jason Locken for CBS Sports, and I emphasize CBS Sports because I'm going to put Jason... In an awkward position right now, which I think I can do after all these years of friendship. Yes, sir. The Chargers are at the Ravens. This is yeah. a game that America would want to see. These are two four and one teams with two of the hottest quarterbacks in the NFL. And this is a one o'clock. How come CBS didn't flex it into four so it became the national game? I mean, I, 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 and not only that. You know, then at that way the charges would have a better chance to win because they'd be playing at one o'clock on their body clocks. Go ahead. You know,
6: I I am probably the last guy to ask any programming questions to. <laughs> I, I don't. I, there's so much I need to keep track of these days. I I'm not sure exactly when the 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 different flexing kicks in, and we do have a London game this weekend at 9:30, and I, I think. Uh, that's a national window, so I don't know if that has some, you know what I mean, plays some role in it. Um, I'm not much help for you in that regard.
3: But you would agree with me that this is a game that would be a perfect national game, these two teams, sure.
6: Oh, it should be a heck of a game. No, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, look, Herbert and Lamar Jackson and what they're doing right now, and let's be real. The modern game is really about points, right? And incentivizing scoring. It's incentivized pushing the ball down the field. These two kids do it as well as anybody. It's an attractive brand of football. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be a real high scoring game. I think that whichever one of these two maestros has the ball in his hand last, um, might just prevail. It, it, I think it, it's one of the more intriguing games of the weekend for sure. And, uh, both these quarterbacks are coming in off of, uh, you know, they're they're doing special stuff.
3: Lamar Jackson last week in the fourth quarter in the overtime had something like 300 yards in the air and four touchdowns. Justin Herbert in his last three games has 11 touchdowns and no interceptions. I mean, they're as hot as you can get. Long-term, I think I would take Justin Herbert because I don't worry about him getting hurt as much as I worry about Lamar Jackson, who could actually rush for 1,000 yards this year getting hurt. What do you think?
6: I think the Ravens are are they're a different thing than we've become accustomed to the last 3 years. They they are evolving. Um they are changing their identity and they're going from Lamar Jackson winning games for them as a superman with his legs uh and his arm to now doing it with his arm and occasionally his legs. The paradigm has shifted. Uh these running backs that they have right now are um, old, declining, or, or, or in the you know, in the case of a Tyson Williams, or if they elevate this kid McCray from the practice squad, very much unproven. Um, there's not a lot of comfort level in the option game, and frankly, when you can beat teams throwing the ball 50 times, you don't you don't want Lamar running 15, 20 times himself. Uh, they have evolved and they have reinvented themselves completely on offense for the second time in less than four full years with Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh together. And they've kind of done it on the fly as well, Tony, because these running backs started getting hurt, and these offensive linemen started getting hurt, not until late in the summer. You know, it's, it's not like uh, they knew back in, in April, hey, we're not going to have Dobbins, we're not going to have Gus Edwards, right. and the tackles right. are going to be completely in flux. But they have ascending receivers. And Lamar's uh, accuracy, his ability to move people with his eyes, the way he climbs the pocket now, um, what he does finding his third and fourth option from within the pocket before he takes off, is next level stuff. Um, I mean, th- this this kid is leading the league and tied for or tied for the league lead in yards per completion. He's um, leading the league in air yards per passing attempt. It's big boy stuff. Um, these are these are difficult throws all over the field and he he's 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 doing it as well as anybody on the planet and you also know at any given moment he's the best runner on the field as well it's 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 pretty remarkable but this team can't really run the ball well in a traditional um or non-traditional sense right now but as crazy as this sounds tony i don't i don't know how much that matters because the the passing game's going to get better and better especially if they are first round pick Rashad Bateman can stay healthy. He should make his debut this week. If he could be a little bit of a thing, now you're talking about inserting another weapon um, who could beat you at all three levels into a passing game that is looking more robust than it ever has before.
3: Let me stay in the uh, AFC. In your opinion, has Buffalo now taken over for Kansas City as the number one team there, or do you think either... Baltimore. See, I keep saying San Diego is the number one team.
6: Well, I would say this, Tone. If I had to partake in the god awful exercise that is power rankings, yeah. I would put Buffalo ahead of Kansas City right now in my power rankings. I would have uh, Buffalo ahead of pretty much everybody in the AFC in my power rankings, and I would have you know Cleveland and the Chargers uh, and the and the Ravens. Uh, And and Kansas City certainly still in my top, you know, six or five. But the Bills look more balanced than a lot of these other teams. Um, The Bills have their offense firing on all cylinders right now. And I think the Bills' defense is ascending, whereas Baltimore's defense right now looks like a big problem. The Chargers' defense is a big problem. They're going to have to score a ton of points, which they're equipped to do, to win. I was buying into the Browns' defense, and and I still am – but you know, Clowney now missing time. You had a couple corners go down last week. Um, the margins are getting a little slim. They, they 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 they're dealing with some major injuries, and maybe not so much in terms of long term. But right now, when you're talking about multiple tackles, your second best edge presence, multiple corners all um, on the injury report, uh, that's not great. But uh, yeah, I think I think those are the class of of the AFC. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, at one point, the Raiders looked like they might be ascending. Yeah, they, do not look like, yeah, they do not look like that now. What are your thoughts yeah. about the Raiders? What are your thoughts? Did, did, and now I'm asking reporter questions. Do you think the league targeted John Gruden?
6: I do not. There are certainly people within the Raiders organization who would argue that point. I, I, I don't know where this stuff came from. I don't know if it came huh. from. Someone who works in the league office. I don't know if it came from one of the one of the many lawyers who would have been among those perusing 650,000 emails. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know if it's a whistleblower or I don't know if it's someone with an axe to grind. Um, and and I also don't think we've probably seen the last of this, Tony. I think we will continue to see. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody in the league about this last night. If if someone dropped a, a trove, let's say someone you know, in the mail or whatever, sent a zip, multiple zip drives that included hundreds of thousands of documents, it's going to take that news organization some time to kind of sort through that, right? And, 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 and start establishing, you know, okay, this guy was communicating with this guy over a long period of time about these topics. Like it's not all going to come out in the first 24 hours. And, so, I, again, I don't know the nature of how this stuff is being revealed, but I, I certainly get the sense that we haven't seen the last story that links someone who was in regular contact with um, with Bruce Allen in, in some conversations that leave that person worrying about um, their perception or their job status or what have you. Um, Gruden's a big name. You know, Gruden has always been a big personality in this league and Chucky and whether it was the media or coaching, he's kind of had a larger-than-life thing. I'm sure there's people he rubbed the wrong way um, at some point in time, but as to whether this is a vendetta or just really bad luck, I would side towards bad luck, Um, but that doesn't in any way excuse any of the things he said or intimated or flat-out wrote, which many people find disgusting on a multitude of levels and which ultimately left Mark Davis with no choice but to part ways with a coach who um he very much uh liked supported and wanted to have around there for a long time
3: let me ask the sort of obvious local follow question do you think in any way this now puts dan snyder's ownership of the washington football team back into jeopardy
6: Um, because while this is new to you and I and the New York Times and people who read about this stuff and care about this stuff, this is not new to the league. Um, They've known about a lot of this for quite some time. Um, Right. You're right. And they set up a construct where there's not going to be a 250-page document that everybody can read with exhibits and explanations for Snydergate. The way there was for Deflategate, the way there was for the Jonathan martin Richie incognito thing, the way there was for Spygate, the way there was for um, the Saints thing, Bountygate, right? So they came to the determination that we're going to handle this that way. You know, they put out the press release in July that kind of said, you know, it didn't even really come out and say Dan's suspended. You know, it was kind of nebulous about that, and, you know, Tanya takes over day-to-day duties, but... Didn't say what Dan would have to do to be fully reinstated, or even clarify that he was absolutely, positively suspended. Although you could certainly read that and say that that reads like a suspension. Um, I don't recall a backlash of owners. do you, I don't recall other owners making statements saying, "You know what? That wasn't enough," or that that's really what happened in Washington is really sick. And you know, we should we should be transparent about it. I don't recall I don't recall anything like you're seeing people rebuke John, John Gruden statements, you know, in various walks of life, coaches, team presidents, what have you. Sure. It's the owner's league. They make the rules. Um, they pay the commissioner. They pay the lawyers who, in this case, are investigating them. And many of them know that there are any multitude of things in their past in one form or another that, if it came to light through an investigation or through full transparency, would – Um, have a detrimental effect on them and their careers and what they do. So, no, I don't get the sense that there is any burning desire among owners to push for more transparency, to open more things up. Um, I just don't think when you're looking for an organization to be the beacon of justice, investigating its own richest and most powerful people, you're probably going to be left with something less than full transparency. Now, if Capitol Hill gets involved... If there's a House subcommittee who wants to, you know what I mean, call people yeah. up there and, and demand things of them, and if we get into a subpoena situation, that's different. But a group of sponsors or the NFLPA or, or other like-minded people getting together and saying we need to know more about this, I, do, I just don't think that's going to be enough to get the team um, and or the league to open this thing up.
3: I couldn't have said it as well. I certainly couldn't have said it better, so thank you for that. Plug your radio show for us.
6: Uh, Please check us out, 2 to 6 Eastern, on Inside Access, on 105.7 The Fan. In Baltimore, we skew very heavily NFL, but a little bit of media wonky stuff when we're quiet. Uh, You could also listen to us (laughs) on the Odyssey app or stream us live on uh, 105.7TheFan.com.
3: Thank you, Jason. Talk to you hey, next always week. always my
6: pleasure, guys. Enjoy the games. Thank you.
3: Jason Locke and four of Boys and Girls. Doesn't get better. Doesn't usually even get as good. <laughs> uh, we will be back. We hope we've got confirmation. We have Carville and Jeff Ma when we return. Yes. We hope this is going to work. <laughs> I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're
0: listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show.
3: This is a Framebridge ad. Framebridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Add a gallery wall to your home office or send the perfect gift from art prints and diplomas to the photos sitting on your phone. You can Framebridge just about anything. October is gallery wall month at Framebridge, featuring the launch of six new gallery wall layouts.
1: I'm interested.
3: <laughs> Tell the people what you've got. So
1: we we have a gallery wall with four locations that are important to to our growing family, which is uh, Blair Academy, uh, which is sort of the start of my relationship with Liz, the beach where we got married, uh, DC cherry blossoms, and now with this move, we've got more walls to cover. That's right. I can't just cover everything with the with these. Uh, frame bridges that I'm going to take from you.
3: So you're going to need new ones. <laughs> yeah. Just go to framebridge people framebridge.com, upload your photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use the code TONYK. Order online at framebridge.com or stop by a Framebridge store to work with a designer in person if you're in New York, D.C., Atlanta, Philly, or Boston, and Chicago is coming soon. Get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Just go to framebridge.com and use the promo code TONYK to save an additional 15% off your first order. framebridge.com promo code Tony K and one more time framebridge.com promo code Tony K. Use the code, people. You're listening to the
0: Tony Kornheiser Show. There's a man living in the swamps gonna set the world on fire saving money in dental care so he can bet those states up higher There's a thousand pretty lines
3: that's fantastic that's eric sure that's just fantastic isn't it
5: somebody texted to me okay he <laughs> unbelievable yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get it to you. We'll yeah, get I'll get it to you it. after the that's show. Derek that's 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 the show. It's
3: right. That's fantastic. All right, so the last time we spoke, about two years ago, you went 4-4. Four and four. You had eight games. You went 4-4. Four and four. You're 10-7 and seven overall. You're making money. What do you got this week? Did, did you
5: watch? Did you make it to the end of the baseball game last night?
3: I didn't make it to the end. I saw the highlight at the end. That He didn't go around. He didn't go around. He
5: did. I, I, I made it to the I, go I, I, I got to go to some funeral today. Right, so I But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, all right, in football uh, Oklahoma State, Texas. Yeah. Uh, I got three home favorites. I got Texas, and Oklahoma State. I got Auburn. That's five and a half. Is that what you see? I, I, I see. I see, it, I, see I see it at four,
4: but if you see it at five and a half, we'll give you five and a half. Well, no, yeah, Texas. four.
5: four. No, no, I want four. I no, he wants four. He's four. taking the favorite.
4: Okay, Texas yep. minus four. I saying, Oklahoma State. I, think, I, 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 I bet Oklahoma State. All right,
5: Arkansas. I got Auburn go, going to Arkansas. I got Arkansas plus three and a half. Is that what you see?
3: I
4: got Arkansas giving uh, four and a half. Against who? Against Auburn. Is that what?
5: Uh, Auburn. Arkansas I say, giving? I, 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 I got it at three and a half, so let's call it four. Okay. Okay. Who, who are you taking? Uh, who are you taking? I'm taking the favorite. I'm taking the favorite, yeah. I'm, I'm taking the favorite. Okay. And Kentucky goes to Georgia. I got Georgia giving 22 and a half.
4: I got Georgia giving 21 and a half.
5: All right, I'll take your 21 and a half and take Georgia. Okay. Okay. you take in Arkansas. Uh, Did
3: Arkansas get destroyed the last couple of times they played? Weren't they destroyed?
5: And they beat Texas, and, and Auburn is not that good. They got beat okay. uh, okay. clean by Georgia. They beat us, but what does that do count? Okay. All, <laughs> All right? right. Okay. All right. What else? The Chargers are going to uh, Baltimore. Yes. Getting points. They get it. Yeah, I got them getting three. What do you have? Getting three at Baltimore. Yes. Okay, and then I got the Browns playing Arizona. Is that is, is that correct?
3: Yes, Arizona getting two and a half.
4: We actually, it's actually shifted uh, now. It's to th- it's three and a half no. at this point.
5: The Browns are. Up. The Browns are favored by... I, I, I had two and. two and a half. Tony saw two and a half. I got three. You got three and a half. I want two and a half in the Browns.
3: You want two and a half and the Browns?
5: Okay. Yeah, it, it, what, I'm, I'm going to resolve the dispute in my favor, if you know what I mean.
3: That's fine. <laughs> I mean, we're totally good with that. You, so you've got the Chargers and you've got the Browns, right?
5: Uh, okay. Chargers and Browns. Right. And it, Dallas go, goes to New England. West and I got Dallas. the Patriots get it, get it, getting four, right? Yes, that's right. I'm going to take the Patriots. Right? Okay. Dallas is going to revert to the norm, right? Okay. And Tennessee is plus five and a half. Who they're fighting? Uh, I tell
3: you, uh, Buffalo. Tennessee is Buffalo. getting okay. five and a half at five. home against Buffalo.
5: Yeah, I won't take that. I You're going to take Buff. you going to take De- Tennessee. Derrick Henry worked two touchdowns. Okay. All, All right. right, we got. So you. that's I got. I, we got seven picks, right?
3: Seven picks. You got Texas, Arkansas, Georgia, the Chargers, Cleveland, New England, and Tennessee. Am I correct?
5: That's correct. If somebody doesn't text me the T-Boy Latchelé song, I'll never come back on the show again.
3: No, you're, you're going to get that. <laughs> are any of these picks in, cons- in, in consult with T-Boy Latchelé? Or are these your own?
5: They're all T-Boy. He's gonna, okay, they're all T-Boy. He, he, his, okay. his, 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 his mouth is not sore anymore. His, his boy would a pair of pliers and took care of it. All right. Thank you, James We will send
3: you the song You can put it You can play You're it all not. the time All right, thank you James Absolutely.
5: Carbo, boys uh, uh.
3: Did James curse at any point in that? I couldn't
5: tell you we're, not,
3: we're not certain he cursed He cursed before he got on Yes, there he
4: definitely did before he came but on That here. is a great song He loved the song Absolutely You can hear him laughing in the background Yeah, it's so nice. I will make sure we get that Is Jeff hands. Ma with us? I think Sean might be dialing him up as we speak
3: Does It's hard to I don't I, I think James, for some reason, is insisting that Cleveland is minus, right? Cleveland is minus two and a half. He's taking that. Yeah, that's what I've got. Cleveland
4: minus three and a half is what what, the, what this says. Uh, well, he says said it
3: at two and a half. Yeah. Here's the thing that he didn't say. There's like four positive COVID tests on Arizona today reported. Oh, I'd heard that. That's, yeah. a, that's a... So that... Swings the line, so yeah, sh- you know. Yeah. So if he gets minus two and a half, it might be minus four and a half by the time you know. Yeah. So, I was very surprised originally to even see Arizona the only unbeaten team. Yeah. I was surprised yeah. to see Arizona getting points. Now I'm not as surprised. So uh, Jeff, do we have there. Jeff. Yep. Uh, Jeff. Jeff Ma of Bet the Process. We just went through with Carville. It's impossible to understand, obviously, <laughs> anything Carville says, but we think we got his picks right. You had a great week. You were four and one. You're sixteen and nine. If people just bet with you, they're making a lot of money so far. That's fair. congratulations on that. You want to take a bow on that one? That's pretty good. good. Four and one last week.
2: It's still early, Tony. It's still very early. So you know, we we it, this this is one of those things that uh, slow and steady wins the race, right? We just want to have a small edge every week and hopefully. By the end of
3: the season, we've made money. Um, I I didn't ask you this last week. I'm sure it still applies because last week we saw, um, what's his name, Trey Lance really struggle with San Francisco, really struggle. Where are you? Is there an overall rule on betting rookie quarterbacks, and does it change at a given game in the season in other words at what point do you say okay that 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 apprenticeship is over now and now we can bet them like regular quarterbacks is there anything like that
2: no i don't don't really think so i mean i think the the challenge with the rookie quarterbacks um is that over the last whatever what five ten years the, the rookie quarterback situation has changed a lot and they've you know they've started playing rookie quarterbacks a lot i mean just think about Tom Brady, how long it was before he actually got to play. Like, there's, you know, in the old days, they, they didn't start a lot of these rookies. And, and now, because of the way the contracts are and whatnot, the salary cap, they're starting to play these rookies a lot more. Like, it, Rufus and I talk about this a lot about the process. He really doesn't believe in rookie quarterbacks at all. And will downgrade, you know, he'll if you have an Andy Dalton versus, you know, uh, uh, Justin Fields, he's going to be much more big on Andy Dalton, just because uh, he's a veteran, he's a known commodity, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I think the general thought is that rookie quarterbacks are are going to struggle because that's what they've always done. But I, I do think it's, it's a challenging because over the next few years, we're going to see a lot more rookie quarterbacks play. And so that you know, body of work of previous stats that have been used to determine that rookie quarterbacks aren't particularly good is not as applicable.
3: Okay. All right. What do you got for us? You're hot.
2: I'm um, <laughs> hot. I hot i do not know if I'm hot. I mean, again, one week and your recent performance, it's like what do they always say in those caveats about financial stuff that recent performance is not a uh, past Does <laughs> not, not predict
3: it. future income. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Very good. All right. Okay. Uh,
2: I'm going to take a Seattle uh, plus the five and a half Um, Obviously, the quarterback situation is is worrisome, but um, I do think Pittsburgh's quarterback situation is equally worrisome. And uh, I I like getting five and a half points against a Pittsburgh team that that is pretty pedestrian offensively and will struggle to score.
3: Okay. I'm
2: going to take Miami minus the three um, against Jacksonville. Uh, This Urban Meyer situation is, you know, who – it's kind of a mess. I mean, I think there's a bunch of coaching situations that are kind of a mess and this is one of them. And, and, um, you know, Miami, uh, while they have been a, a, a pretty challenging team this year, I still think they have a very strong defense and they have the potential to be much better than they are. So I like them, um, in this situation where they're giving a field goal.
3: And they get two back this week, I think. If that matters. I don't know if you want him yeah, or you don't want him, but I think they get him back.
2: That's the thought. I mean, I don't think it matters a ton, um, to be honest, in terms of the line. Um, I do think he probably gives them a little better chance to win. I mean, Brissette is is the uh, classic, what they say, game manager. But, um, yep. yeah, no, I, I like the minus three. And then, you know, obviously the the London game is always kind of weird. And, and we've talked about, like, trying to find out, like, when the teams got to London, the teams that get there earlier – Usually you're probably going to perform better because their teams are better adjusted. But, um, again, this Miami minus a three against the Jacksonville team, which I think is going to struggle okay. the rest of the season a lot more. Um, we're going to go with, let's see here, the Chargers. Uh, what do you guys got them at? Do you get, have three or two and a half?
3: We have three. At
4: uh, I think we have three. i I've got Well, the line I'm looking at is actually Baltimore giving two and a half now.
2: Okay, now you get two and a half. Yeah. I'm going to take the Chargers plus the two and a half. It's tough because that line was three and a half earlier this week. Um, so obviously, that's a big, it's a big move. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of Staley love. Uh, you know, like I don't know if you guys watched that clip after his reaction to Gruden, but it, it was it was pretty admirable and it, it made me want to follow him through any through a brick wall or whatever. And and um, I, I just think this Chargers team, the last few years they've been incredibly talented and everyone's thought like, Oh, if they could just get it all together from a coaching standpoint. And it really does seem like Staley is a, is a pretty outstanding young coach. Um, and Baltimore is, has, you know, kind of had some real close games that they've been able to pull off. And that four and one record probably looks better than it really is. Um, I'm going to so give like you three on that
3: because that we gave Chuck Todd three on that. Sure. And I'm going to say this other thing about this guy, Staley, who, who, it's very odd. He was a quarterback in college at Dayton. He was a quarterback. All of his coaching positions have been defensive positions, but he obviously has the heart of an offensive guy. And when he, and I don't know how you felt about this, Jeff, when he went for it fourth and two on his own 24 in the third quarter <laughs> with 10 minutes to go, I went, whoa, this guy is worth watching. So he's, he's impressive. I'll give you three on that.
2: Yeah, I mean the this fourth down optimization if you really go for it is is you know, could be pretty over the course of a season pretty meaningful, right? Because these again, like this this idea that teams don't go for it enough on fourth down, it's 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 pretty obvious and you're seeing it now more and more with guys like Staley. So so I, I really like that and okay. especially with the situation when you have when you have Herbert. So yeah. Uh, we're going to go with Arizona. You said they're what three and a half. Really, they have COVID. A
3: they got a COVID thing. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, I again, like that's breaking news. It's five thirty a.m. here, so I think the advantage of, of having looked at that. But this is a bet I put down earlier in the week. Um, I'm just going to stick with it. I think that. Okay. Yeah, you know, they've they've obviously been incredibly impressive and offensively. Um, yes. You know, I think their meal put up points, and then I'm finally going to go with uh, New England plus the three and a half. Um, This is pretty much a bet against Dallas and the the fact that Dallas is incredibly overrated right now. They're obviously much better than they have been in the past. And with that sort of high-flying offense and Dak Prescott and what we've talked about, but this is just too many points against a New England team which has a a pretty solid defense. And I think we'll be able to put a game plan together that will get some... um, stops against this Dallas team, and, and hopefully this is a game where New England maybe gets together a little offensively.
3: We'll give you four yeah. on that. We've been given four all week. We're generous here. Oh, Very generous. A nice generous shot.
2: place. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Then
3: I'll take right. New England plus four. Okay, we're going to give you that. All right, thank you, Jeff. Give our best to Rufus. We I love will. Rufus. Jeff does <laughs> bet the process with Rufus. Rufus team, people, fly, yes, right? people should listen to that. And again, he was four and one last week and sixteen and nine. Sixteen overall. and nine. That speaks for itself. We will take a break. We will come back. Email and jingle when we return. I am Tony Kornheiser.
0: This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Here comes Tony. Mail
3: now, baby. Hot pink hangover, who I love. What, what's the deal with hot pink hangover? The,
4: they're they're, they're, they're going. Up. Yeah, they're breaking up. It's like the band, you know, going going their separate ways. Final concert is um, as you mentioned earlier is on the fifteenth. Uh, I'm sorry, the twenty second. A week from today, and. Well, we probably won't be able to go there, and um, many littles may not be able to go there. Uh, they can check out hotpinkhangover.com hang- hot backslash shows for the live stream of it. So, yeah, check that out. And do you want to do the Bethesda bagel ad? Oh, yes, please. Thank you. We got the bagel sandwiches today. Always a brilliant day when we get those. Uh, we love Bethesda bagels. You will as well. Go to bethesdabagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in, and you'll be thrilled. Hey, Dad, do you like
1: apples? Yeah. <sighs> How about these apples? <laughs> oh, thank you. I've got a new promo code for all of you uh, who are asking TK Apple. I believe it's TK Apple for us. That's so go great. check out their fall uh, jacket offerings, the Bodhi, which dad will be wa- wa- uh, rocking this weekend when he takes Jesse out. Love Johnny O. Um, that's a great line. says, I got a
3: number.
4: <laughs> I, got, you like I got a number.
3: <laughs> okay, that'll do it for us yes, today. Surveys. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, you walked into the party like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hat strategically dipped below one eye. Your scarf was apricot. You had one eye in the mirror as you watched yourself go by. And all the girls dreamed that they'd be your partner. They'd be your partner, and you're so vain. You probably think the song is about you. That's Carly Simon, of course. I think it was about Warren Baker. We think so. But But it's never been actually confirmed. Mick Jagger sings on that song. Some people thought it was about Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger sings on that song. In fact, he does. Thanks to our guests today, Jason Lockenfora, James Carville, Jeff Ma, host of the podcast Bet the Process. Thanks to today's sponsors, Framebridge and Air Doctor. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Okay. From Rich Bodek. Much has changed since I last wrote to you about the subterranean homesick fantasy baseball league. I lost. No shock there. I'm a Pirates fan and field a team based on hope, not on logic. And Nigel's wisdom finally convinced me to move to England so that I, too, would be able to understand (laughs) cricket, rugby, and why the American rebellion was a mistake. By some fluke or clerical error, I managed to get a Fulbright fellowship at a university in London. The process was like taking my clothes to the dry cleaner, and when I returned to pick them up, the one behind the counter gave me shirts that not only were spotless, but were better than the ones I dropped off. Needless to say, I tried not to make her cry. I'd need your help for that. Now that I'm here, I can say that cricket is an unending mystery. Rugby is even crazier than football, and polite politicians can be even more cutting than rude ones. Today I got an email from a fellow, Little Byron Roberts, whose daughter was a student of mine 15 years ago at the College of Charleston. He heard my baseball email and sent a TK salute. Can you send one back to him on behalf of the show? Cheerio, Rich Bodek. P.S. Can I be the official Formula One correspondent? Of the Tony Kornheiser show. It's the only sport here I understand. Yes, sure, and congratulations on the Yes, absolutely. Ride. Steve Dent in Delaware. While it is always soothing to hear the intoxicatingly soothing and melodic musics of <clears throat> Nigel, our expat from England, it's high time we address the stale Yorkshire pudding in the room. Nigel constantly refers to the upcoming NFL contests as matches. <laughs> that is not that football, Nigel. When the Packers of Green Bay take on the Lions oh. from Detroit, they don't roll the ball onto the pitch. The players don't nervously tug on their kits. Games simply do not end in nil-nil draws. The Jaguars are not in danger of regulation, although wouldn't that be fitting? <laughs> Yorkshire pudding is, almost, is most often ruined when you don't use the freshest of eggs. This egg, Nigel, has had more than enough time to assimilate to the American way. Wow. Please help him get caught up to speed by speaking American. <laughs> Mark in Camby, Indiana. I have come to like some slaws. I, like <laughs> I really like that. Short and sweet. Joe Rizzo. Oak Hill, Virginia. On Monday, you claimed not to have any great stories about your weekend in Delaware, but then you told us about a chicken you ate. Here's the sequence. You bought the chicken on Friday. You ate the chicken on Friday. You ate the chicken on Saturday, and you had enough leftovers to make chicken sandwiches using Bethesda bagels. This begs the question, how big was that chicken? The chicken had to come out of the super heavyweight division. Was it supposed to take on the winner of Fury Wilder? Was it the Arnold Schwarzenegger of chickens? What are we talking about here? It's a big chicken. A haiku for coleslaw from Shad. To Raisin or Not, Vinegar and Mayonnaise, People of the Slaw. From Buck Belzer, Denver, Colorado. Decades-long little first-time emailer. I usually suppress what I consider to be minor David Aldridge moments, but Monday's show hit so close to home I felt compelled to write. Frequent emailer Jolene Wojcik of Grand Island, Nebraska is one of my favorites. As I spent my formative years in Grand Island, and still have family there. I listen with pride as fellow Islander Jolene recounts her master's trips and her own connective tissue experiences. But when she recommended you play Riverside Golf Club in Grand Island, the golf course I grew up playing with my dad who won multiple club championships and my late grandpa, himself a multiple club champion, the pride was overwhelming. You often say your podcast is local and personal to you, and it very much is, but the connective tissue plus the father-son aspect it now includes with Michael's involvement means it is just as local and personal to us loyal littles. Thank you for the hundreds of hours of entertainment over the years, and I had oatmeal for breakfast. From Rob in Silver Spring, Maryland, while poor old lion should be the tagline for yet another heartbreaking loss for Detroit, is nobody going to mention the final score to that game? Vikings 19, Lions 17, Vikes by two. I've been a loyal little for only about two years going back to my freshman year of college. So does that count as my first David Aldridge moment? Yeah, sure. This is great. This is from T-Boy Lachelet. How do you do, Porthauser? T-Boy Lachelet coming at you. Hope you're doing all right up there north. Read north. Word made it down the bayou. Some pontificating about T-Boy and a way T-Boy picks games or my habits regarding seeing... On, your, on on of your fancy them-there doctors you all have around there. <laughs> just like you all have a monkey, I got a formula, too, a 12-foot, 650-pound alligator named Rusty. Come on down sometime. James, give you directions if you're brave enough to make it through the swamp. You can bring my dry goods and save me a trip to <laughs> Pierre Port. It's just great. Uh, Le Bon Tempe your boy, T-Boy Latchlake. No idea who sent that. It's great. I have one more. This is long, and this is, this is really cool. Talk about connective tissue. I had no idea that Helen, the same woman who works out Dr. Hofwaff and I presume the mother of the seven-minute plank, is also doing the heavy lifting, helping keeping music going with great neighborhood concerts she and her husband Brian have been putting on. The Beatles tribute was indeed a Newmeyer Flyers show, featuring Tom Lofkin and three other great musicians all well into their 60s, who I will put up against any bunch of whippersnappers. <laughs> Thanks to Helen's generous neighbors, I will be purchasing most of an Injo Chino suit soon and have my yardstick and rope at the ready. We will be performing our annual Valentine's Week Beatles show at the Hamilton on Saturday, February 12th with tickets on sale soon. As the show is downtown at night, please let me know how many tickets you won't be needing. (laughs) And if that's not enough connective tissue for you, my ex-wife Molly Roberts was photo editor at The Post back in the 80s when she was friends with Gene McManus. I know Molly. Molly put together the photo shoots to accompany your Senators Are Back series that ran in the magazine in 1987. I know you're aware that my father, Lou Neumeyer, started Armand's Pizza, but did you know he was also the embodiment of Otis Bettelson, the senator's third base coach you created, who used a yo-yo to send in signs? <laughs> Modon Dorcas, the dumb-as-a-rock slugger, was perfectly cast using the cleanup hitter from our <laughs> softball team. My Uncle Armand, yes, that Armand, was also used in one of the photos. Someday I hope I can regale you or bore you, depending on your mood, with stories about my time playing bass with Nils Lofgren, on stage with Ringo in LA, with Bruce Springsteen at the Stone Pony, Oof. and the time I backed up Chuck Berry at a party at the Clinton White House. Until then, keep the illegally parked RV love flowing. <laughs> Middle for life, Ronnie Newmyer. Tremendous. That's fantastic. Tremendous. If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white.
0: Who's your favorite pitcher? Max sure. What does Max Scherzer do? Thanks!
3: Who's your favorite batter?
0: Tutu.
3: Soto.
4: Uh.
0: Soto. <laughs> <laughs> About nostalgia. Hey, I'm not ashamed But I thought that I should warn you. Hey, I memorized every song on my cassette tapes hey, Still blessed him in my car every time I'm on a first date. Hey, Guitars in basements, we can't fake it because the neighbors sing along. Saving up for change for the gas in the Camaro. <laughs> Flashing lights, put the pedal to the owner. Oh no. <laughs> Spent the whole night in a cell, but it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow I'll be back to raising hell, you know I don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Take it. Doing what I want, baby, it's all good.